Well, I'm Kirsten. I'm Joshua. <laughs> I'm Kyla. And this is the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> that is so like, like boob. <laughs> yeah. Boop, 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 boob. So, I'm assuming you're talking to me. Of course. I was uh, fucking struggling to find shit to talk about. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Snake Island. Ooh, slithery, slithery snakes. Yeah. I'm a snake. I'm a slithery, slithery snake. <laughs> um, off the coast of Brazil, there's um, an island that's infested with snakes. Like, the Brazilian Navy uh, forbid anyone from landing on the island because it's so ridiculously dangerous um they're golden lacehead snakes uh and they're just venomous pit vipers that overrun the island and there's like roughly four thousand snakes on this island how big is the island does it say fuck let me look i said i can look it up for you but do it babe hundred and six acres so it's pretty small 106 acres for four thousand freaking snakes um yeah so i love it i wish they weren't venomous because i would cuddle the fuck out of them i mean you could just not for a very long time for approximately an hour, I think it says. There's this one picture. I don't think I can share it with you guys because Kyla's thing. I'll post it on the Instagram, though. But it's like, it looks like, you know how when there is those branches that kind of fall over and they're kind of just like hanging there? Not the branches, the tree trunks. Mm-hmm. Infested with snakes. Where? Disgusting. I just Googled it and looked up an image. I'll send it to the group chat. Okay. Like, I feel like I'm okay with a couple of snakes or, like, you know, the ones that, like, go by on their own. Right. But it's, like, the whole bunch of them just kind of in the same spot is concerning to me. Well, if you're... I mean, as it should be. Um, I sent them. It's pretty wild, to be honest. Nice. Lit? Yeah, no. Nice. <laughs> You can barely even tell that there's a tree there. It's just a bunch of It's just like, a bunch of, of snakes. fucking snakes. Like you're yeah. just guessing the by shape the shape that it's a tree. Yeah. It's not There's so many fucking snakes. And it, so people used to live there. But um now oh, when the fuck was? I think like the 1900s or some shit. People used to live there and there's like so there is a lighthouse that obviously used to be ran like people turn the lights on and shit like that for people at sea and stuff but um i think the last the last family that lived there died because they didn't find a way off of the island i was gonna say from snakes uh yeah i'm pretty sure from snakes yeah yeah they didn't find a way off the island before it got like completely overrun because it was like before they got eaten yeah um, I don't know exactly, like, if it was supposed to be a bigger island or what the fuck happened, but I'm pretty sure it used to be connected just... to Brazil, and, uh, okay. because of the, the global warming, the snow caps melting, um, I don't know, I'm just saying that. The sea levels, like, the sea levels rose. Rising! Yep. From from global warming. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> but you see that? Oh, the, what the global warming? Yeah, it's ruining the snakes' home. It's making them. Um, it's keeping can't... the snakes away from us. Good, good well, job, polluters. <laughs> I was thinking how sad they are that they're trapped on an island and they can't go anywhere else. Which kind of like makes me wonder how the snakes survive 
I didn't look that up either. There's probably other bugs. Oh, right, but like... Little moles. You would think because it's completely covered in snakes like that, that like, eventually it would die like, off because all that's left is fucking cannibalism for the snakes. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're not against it. Also, like, <laughs> I'm sure that there's enough people that are just like being like, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to survive. It's illegal as fuck. Yeah. You literally die okay. within an hour of stepping foot on the island. But, like, it's illegal as fuck for a lot of things, and people still do it. Oh, my God. It says that these snakes are critically endangered. How? There's a thousand of them there. Hmm. Oh, okay. It says they eat birds. Yeah, well, you can't keep birds off the island. They fly wherever the fuck they want to fly. Um... Yeah, they eat birds, and the end of the last ice age was when the ocean levels were rising and oh, stranded so the them there. Oh, the end of all the snow melting? Yeah. Like some, like, global warming type of shit? I'm done with you. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure some people think global warming's all a conspiracy on its own, so oh. they'll fit right in here. Oh, probably, course, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, we welcome conspiracy theories. God just spilled a little bit of water in our in our flatter oh, and was it had he nowhere to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Too hard. Um. That too, that too. You know it is salt water, so you know you were right, you were right. I cried a little too much. You guys are making he Jesus was like, sad. Humans mm-hmm. and then he just started crying because we're a disappointment and he was mad at his children. Fuck which, fuck yeah, yeah, we are. Such a were disappointment. We alive during the ice age. He was what? just sad that the mammoths were dying. <laughs> there was humans. Have you never seen Ice Age? There was humans. Um <laughs> back, back. <laughs> there was humans during the ice oh, age, I'm pretty sure. There was just humans sure. on the movie. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure just sloths. Have you guys seen literally <laughs> just the sloth. only only sloths? Have you seen the fucking humans? That that... Oh yeah. Okay, so world. humans were around during the ice age. Oh yeah, so they're endangered, which makes in no sense to me. There's approximately one snake per square meter on this island. I don't know how big a meter is to be honest. A square meter. It's like arms reach. Basically. It's my arm. Maybe not your arm. Yeah, like... not your arm. Like but I feel like a arms? normal person's yeah, arm? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? So there's, <laughs> like, a little page that lists um, facts, like, random facts about the island. But, like, I just wanted to, to state that, like, one of these facts say they are long snakes. They're not short. <laughs> Quite long, well, indeed. They're not my kind of snakes, then. Do you think if we were snakes, we would be friends? If we were snakes? Fuck no. I don't know. Do snakes have friends? I think that's a more important do, question there. Do snakes it's like, have little snake friends? It would be sad if they did yeah. I would be um, sad, but like... I'm gonna say that they have friends. I don't, I don't think, like, mosquitoes have friends. Well, mosquitoes so, don't like, live long enough to have fuck friends. Fuck mosquitoes. You know? There's so much space... But then also, haven't you, like, always seen, like, the mosquitoes that come in droves to attack you together? Like, maybe yeah, they're, they're probably friends. friends. They're just going out hunting. Yeah, they go hunting together. I just think it's, I, I am, like, inside of my head, which I know is probably be fake, but outside of cats and dogs and, like, elephants and monkeys, friends don't exist. I feel like snakes are on the same level as cats and dogs. You think so? Like mentally wise, I would. Think. I think they are. I well, mean, like people have pet lizards, snake, but snakes also and, recognize like, people and stuff like that. Like yeah. my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, my snake knew me because I used to fucking reach in the cage all the time, and he didn't fucking flinch when I'd reach in the cage. But like, he would move when other people would try and reach in the cage. I don't think I'm a snake person necessarily, though. I'm an old lady. We're in our twenties. But yes, Honestly, I'm a fucking old lady. I'm over it. Um, a spinster at this point. Oh, fucking same. Oh, what? I think about that all the time. How I'm a spinster. Every time I listen to like a podcast, I'm like, she was a spinster, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Me too. Can't be like what? That. Be it's like um, that. it's someone that's not married. It's in the olden days. A spinster would be the daughter that's not married by the time she's like 
18. Oh, that's me. Yeah, I think like 21, honestly, or like 20. That's me. And then like after that, you usually live alone and like then you start doing like like making dresses or becoming a maid or something because no one's going to marry you because you're too old. So then you're considered a spinster. No, I'm just going to start doing drugs. Let me go back through this shit. The venom from the snakes can literally melt your skin. Isn't that great to think about? Your skin melting no, off of I you. Hate I hate it. I hate it. Uh, like disgusting. Like acid melt or like blister melt. I'm thinking Ugh. acid melt, but I don't know. I feel like thinking... both are terrible, and I feel like blister melting sounds worse. I don't know, like, yeah. uh, just either way, your skin melting from a chemical reaction, just melting off. Um, so, clearly the island is outlawed, but if you go to visit it for whatever reason, I think, like, they have, like, scientific, or fucking scientific reasons. Well, they have military stuff there, too. I'm sure they have... I think. I'm sure. I feel like scientists would be allowed to. Yeah. And like, for But, um, legally, if you go there, you have to have a doctor on call with you because there is a 3% chance of survival if you get bit by a snake. Um. 3%? Yeah. Does it say how far off the shore this is? Fucking no. Because I just like see teenage kids being like, "I bet you could." Oh no, it's for, it's further island. than that. Yeah, it's too far for that. Okay, and then them like stealing a bow and going to snake. Mm, oh, definitely not allowed. Well, and I'm sure because it is illegal to go there, that it is somewhat monitored because of how dangerous it is. I would hope so. Um, but it they had like a fucking failed banana plantation there. That's what they were going to try and do with that place. A what? Banana plantation. Bananas? No, no, no. Yeah. When I think of bananas, I think of minions. And just imagine minions on Snake Island. That would be fantastic. I just imagine, (laughs) like, the minions not being affected by the snake bites, so the snakes would just be assholes, and the minions would be like, what the fuck? Why do you keep biting me? Um... And the minions are back. Yeah. Yeah. Like smacking yeah. up and stuff. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> um, but the official name of Snake Island is uh, Ilha da Queimada Grande, which the translation is supposed to mean like slash and burn fire <laughs> or big burnt island big burnt yeah island. maybe they're just like we have to burn this later <laughs> now what can we do to remember we need to go burn the island filled with snakes later <laughs> like like what the fuck is that so but the snakes there because so it's not only like just those um that one venomous type there's like there's other snakes on there as well it's just overrun by that one type of snake that is um endangered which still doesn't really make sense to me but you can sell these snakes for between 10,000 to 30 grand specifically because they're from the um no i think it's just because they're endangered snakes and they're really oh. dangerous are they only on the mm-hmm. island? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Only place. So that's probably why they're endangered, because that's the only place that they live is on that, like, tiny island. You know what I mean? Do you think it's infested because there is some kind of dem- demonic, demonic activity that draws all the creepy snakes? I... It's where all of the snakes come from. They just kind of crawl out of a hole in the middle of the I island. Think... There's like a little I think they just kind of appear there. <laughs> they come out of the woods. I fucking hate you. 
Like, in my head, we have, like, a, a crazy amount of spiders, and to me, I'm like, there has to be some, like, creepy Ew. vibes that draw the spiders Ew. to the house. Don't fucking talk about those. Because, like, we don't see any other bugs, but we see a, uh, the amount- I am seeing a spider right now as we Don't speak, talk about it. And we get our house sprayed. Disgusting. And I don't know how I'm gonna sleep at night. There have been a shit ton of spiders around my apartment That's lately. trash. Oh, I have like a couple more things about this island. The so the last people that were on the island, they like had their house and shit like that. And I don't know how the snakes didn't get in, but there was like one snake that got into their house, and that's what they died from because one guy in their house, which that's pretty fucking rough. But Honestly. right, like you can't avoid one fucking snake. Like, don't you think you could just get a broom and? Like, whack it out of the house? I don't understand. But, whatever. Uh, whack it out of the house? Like, sweep that bitch out of the house! so they're very sweep fast. that bitch. Snakes okay, so they're But, I, like, fast. what I'm saying is, like, if you are actively trying to get a snake to go away from you, usually it's not gonna keep trying to come at you when you're, like, hitting it with something. It may because you're trying to hit it, and it's like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? That, and it sees you as a threat, and they're like, you're outnumbered. I'm gonna I'm get you. I'm fucking done. No, because it was the only one in the house. It was the only one in the house, but outside they didn't. They He's didn't like, know. hey, wait, you keep trying to him. fuck with me? Like, I got some people out back. <laughs> um. But there is, like, one other story about uh, a fisherman whose boat ended up landing on the island, and he tried to pick bananas. Because they were going to grow bananas. Yeah, because they were growing bananas there. But when he realized that there was, like, a shit ton of snakes there, he ended up getting bit and made it like not very far because <clears throat> he was bit multiple times so did he make it back on the boat and then he tried to drive away on the boat i don't think he really made it to the boat to he was probably just in pain so like this like is some some venomous i i don't know if i said that right venomous venom, venom. it's a venom what but like People die. Is that like the most venomous yeah. snake? Like, how fast do people die from other snake bites compared to this one? I don't fucking know. I guess is my question. I don't know. You should have prepared. I should have prepared for your questions. Yeah. Those aren't things that I think of. Well, that is kind of weird. <laughs> blah blah blah. So you need permission from the navy to go there. But, this doesn't make any sense to me, but they found out that, so, like, scientists that have gone there found out that, like, the venom can be used to make medicine. What kind of medicine? Can it, like, cure cancer or something? It just says pharmaceutical purposes. But what pharmaceutical purposes? Mm, Helping with heart disease, circulation, blood clots. Melting skin, you know. Well, if it melts your skin, I'm sure it can. I know that's blood. what I'm saying. Is yeah. All right, that was the rest of my shit. What you got, Kirsten? I just have some Reddit stories from Black Eyed Kids. All right. Um. So I didn't have a lot of time this weekend to actually do research for anything because I was uh, I drove over a thousand miles this weekend. I literally could have almost made it to California. Why the fuck didn't you come to California? Because I had other things to Dude, do. Dude, you're literally so selfish, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, it says, hello. So a few things before I start my story. Yes, this is a throwaway account. I don't know what that is. For my real life friends, know what my normal account is. And I'm not really exactly a paranormal type person. I never knew that black eyed kids were a real thing until I listened to a podcast and heard them describe them. And it matched very closely to what I experienced last year when I was in Rome. I can't say that 
I've ever experienced anything that could be described as paranormal before. In fact, I didn't even believe it to be paranormal until I heard the podcast episode. Anyways, on to the story. So in August of last year, um, this was posted three years ago, so it was an old story, but um, I had just graduated about a week ago from college summer classes, and as part of my graduation gift, my parents and grandparents went in together to buy me a flight to Rome. Um, by herself? Uh, I'm jealous. Rude. Okay, but uh, yeah. by herself? They're like, we're going to get you a flight somewhere a by yourself, and I don't know if hope- it's a her or if it's a him. Because if it's a him, flights overseas by yourself are more safe than if you're a woman. Okay, well, either way, who the fuck wants to go to a different country by themselves? Mm, I feel like it could be fun if it's a safe country. By yourself? I've been, um, yeah. Okay. I mean, probably not for me, but I can see how some people would like it. Carry on. I'm a major history buff, so I've always wanted to go to Europe and Rome slash Italy, especially one of my friends also went along with me. Okay, so they had a friend, and his name was Caleb, so I'm going to assume this other dude was Caleb, too. I don't know. They're both Caleb's? Not Caleb. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the other person was a guy. Oops. I'm going to assume they're both named Caleb. <laughs> yep, both Caleb's. It's just easier. <laughs> um so i typed up my friend but this is not his real name anyways as both caleb and i as both caleb's just kidding um when we (laughs) say college grads we didn't exactly have a ton of money to spend on vacation so we stayed in the area of rome by terra mini and in a budget hotel well you should have stayed in the hostel because they're cheaper um so before i proceed a few things about rome because there's some misconceptions i had before going the first is that rome is dirty and feels sketchy because you instinctively are looking over your shoulder and i felt paranoid that the area that caleb and i stayed in was near terramini the main train slash bus hub of the city while it was super convenient location less than a five minute walk and could access the metro or bus to anywhere in the city or across the city train the area just felt run down with graffiti all over it. I mean, more than a usual, more than usual than Rome. What? I think he meant unusual. I mean, more than unusual than Rome. I don't know. More? No, he, he meant a, more than usual um, in Rome. So it was just. So there's more graffiti in this town than there is in Rome. Than there usually is. Yeah, than expected. Okay. okay. That was a little weird wording. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with words. You can't you can't be doing this to me, dude. Um <clears throat> also Rome is very dirty and I never thought it was a clean place. That's me saying that. <laughs> um are you clipping your nails? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I'll have to edit it out and it makes my heart cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> dirty than Rome. The other thing that you should know is that Rome, oh no, is that Romans like to eat long meals and eat very late, whereas back in here in the U.S., I typically eat dinner around 5 to 6 and generally finish well before 7.30. Some of the restaurants in Rome don't even open until 7, which leads you to be out later than you intended. I enjoy that. Um, If I was in Rome, I would not be home by 7.30. I'd be out. Yeah. You're roaming the fucking streets in Rome. Isn't that not what they call it, Rome? I hate you. (laughs) I'd be roaming. (laughs) 
Uh, so one evening after dinner, it was probably 9.30 or so, and Caleb and I were leaving the restaurant to the metro station to head back to Terra Mini, where we noticed two children were following us. Now, you hear online that a lot of scammers use children to distract you, so I put my hand in my pocket around my wallet and walked a bit faster. Both kids were probably around 10 or 12. The lighting wasn't great, and the sun had set, but they were dressed in dark clothing. Whether it was black or brown... Or even maroon, I couldn't really tell at the time. One boy and one was a boy and one was a girl. The boy had a very short haircut, only slightly longer than a buzz cut, whereas the girl was wearing a beret, dark colored, and had a long, slightly curly hair. Um, had long, slightly curly hair. I felt a bit unease. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my eyes are so like tearing from laughing, they're blurry. <laughs> Where are my glasses? Um, I felt a bit of unease because something didn't seem normal at the time. I didn't think anything paranormal, but was worried about being mugged or pickpocketed. Anyways, eventually I stopped hearing their footsteps behind me, and when I looked back, I didn't see them or anyone. The metro ride back to Terramini was uneventful. I didn't particularly look for the children, but I didn't notice them if they were around. Once we were at Terramini, it was only a couple of minutes to the hotel, despite being rather dark, Rome doesn't seem to have adequate street lighting for a city that eats so late. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. Anyways, I went to my room and Caleb went to his. And at this time, it was probably around 10 at night. So I go to take a shower before bed. And midway through the shower, I think I hear some hear a knock at my door. I didn't think a whole lot about it. This was a cheap hotel and doubt it was soundproof enough to... <laughs> his fucking Sorry, what family. Was that word? His family was like, "Yeah, we uh, we got you tickets there, but like, you're gonna have to figure out where you're gonna fucking sleep. So I hope it's not in the slums." Yeah, you know what? If someone bought me a plane ticket somewhere, I would still go because the plane tickets are usually the most expensive part. Yeah. Anyway, what word did you say that Joshua didn't like? I don't know. I, I, doubt I that just it... was unsure of what she said. <laughs> I, what was oh, it? It's probably just because sometimes I like slur my words together. I don't know. Um, this is a cheap hotel, and I doubt that it's soundproof enough that someone standing outside the door couldn't hear the shower running. So two minutes passed. I didn't hear any more knocking. As I finished my shower, put on my sweats and a t-shirt, and look into the people and see two children from earlier just standing there. Did you hear the words more correctly? Yes. Thank okay. You. Um, now, the people distorts things, so r- really, I didn't think I saw what I saw. Let me try to describe what I saw. The boy was wearing a maroon button-down shirt with button-down pants. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with brown pants, and he had black hair just barely longer than a buzz cut. But what stood out was his white skin. Maybe it was the lighting in the hall, but I didn't think I seen anyone with as white a skin as his. And his female companion, I'm going to assume it was his sister. Um, it was almost as if someone had painted her skin white. It was very hard to describe without seeing it. It looked almost bloodless. There was no warmth to it. His eyes looked to be black, almost like if someone was squinting and that the eyes looked like they weren't there. It wasn't like someone had colored contact lenses at all. It was a very, very strange thing indeed. The girl was standing behind the boy, so I didn't get as good of a look at her. But she had very dark brown hair, clearly different than the color of the boy's hair. And it was curly. She was wearing a black beret and a black dress. And she had some weird artificial looking white skin as the same eyes that looked like someone was squinting. Now, at this point, I was freaking out a bit. After all, the hotel required a key card to operate the elevator to get to the second story where my room was, which made it rather odd that some random kid who we never did see with any parents would follow myself and Caleb halfway across Rome and end up in the same hotel on the same floor and randomly knock on my door. And not just knock, but knock and stand there for at least a couple of minutes. I didn't say anything to in- indicate that I was coming to the door. At this point, I double-checked the chain to the chain lock to make sure that it was secure. But I think the kids must have thought I was going to open the door when I heard the boy's voice, or at least I assume it was the boy's voice, 
It certainly didn't sound as feminine. Say, aren't you going to let us in? We're lost. Now, prior to hear, prior to hearing about the black-eyed kids, I thought this was the creepiest part of it because after four days of being in Rome outside of Caleb, pretty much everyone I didn't speak outside of Caleb. Pretty much everyone did not speak good English, and you can't type good English, sir. And the one that did speak de- decent English had a very clear accent of some sort. This, though, did not. It was clear the voice of a native English speaker and didn't detect that there was really any accent. As in, it didn't sound like anyone from England or have any noticeable southern accent. I decided that I had had enough, then I just didn't make another sound and moved to my bed. I must have just sat there waiting for an hour or so, trying not to make any noise or make any indication that I was in the room, hoping that they decided their prank or scam wasn't having any effect on it and leave me alone. I decided against texting Caleb about it. After all, I was probably just paranoid about nothing, and it was just me being nervous, being 5,000 miles away from home, mixed with what I probably would have considered rather funny or mildly annoying rather than a scary story if I was back in the U.S. Pose eventually I fell asleep and tried to wipe the memory of it from my mind. Caleb never mentioned anything about it, so I didn't mention anything to him either. But the memory has stayed around and really has only gotten fresher as a lot more terrifying after listening to the podcast episode. So I figured I needed to post this somewhere and let someone else know that the encounter I had in Rome, the rest of my time in Rome, even the time in Venice and Naples were without any incident, and I haven't encountered anything in the U.S. So these kids followed him. Oh, yeah. Why the did they not fucking talk about it again after that? That's what I want to fucking know. Well, they weren't sharing a room, so the other guy didn't know. And I don't know, like, I don't, it doesn't say if they're a guy or a girl or what they are. But, <sighs> you know what, men? Suck it up. Share a room with your friend. It's cheaper, first of all, and probably a little safer from creepy kids. Me and Kyla share rooms. If we have to, we'll share a bed. We don't give a fuck. I honestly don't give a fuck about sharing a bed with people. I don't think that it's that big of an issue, unless they're weird. Yeah, but, like, you have to go as far as... You don't have a lot of money because you just graduated, and your parents bought you these tickets, and you have to pay for everything else, but you're poor, but you're going to buy different rooms, because why? I mean, I was just looking at hostels in Rome, and some of them are, like, $40 a night. Some of them are, I don't think they were staying at a hostel. I think they were staying at a hotel. Okay. Because most Americans, first time traveling out of country, don't stay at hostels. Is that the only reason? I want to stay at a hostel. Um... I don't know. I kind of want to stay at a hostel because I feel like it's a really good way to make friends. Yeah, and then maybe you could end up getting murdered or something too. That'd be fun. Yeah. But like, that's there's such a movie a low about chance. it. Chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the torture. What's what's um, a low chance? Getting, getting murdered. murdered. Oh. My right, question right, is, right. what do you do with your stuff? Like when you go out on the town after you get murdered? I don't know. Do you leave it there? I think um, you like, can lock it. I think that they have things that you okay, can lock like it lockers, lockers or some shit. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like you're just trusting these strangers. Like you're like you as a foreigner in another country are most likely going to get robbed because they're like ooh dumb Americans steal their shit, and then you're gonna like stay at a hostel with people you also don't know, and you are going to expect your shit to not get stolen. It'll probably be fine. <sighs> All right, I have another one. I've been raised in Florida my whole life, from Orlando to Miami, and this took place in Orlando, though, the neighborhood I have lived in since I was a child. Nothing like this had ever happened before. In that area, paranormal related to a lot of crime, though. I'm starting college now, and this happened in 8th grade summer, going into ninth grade. I was at my old friend's house who lived in the same neighborhood. It was a very sunny day, and we hung out for a bit. I started making my way back very early afternoon. I think, like, around 2 p.m. Not even five minutes into my walk, a small boy approaches me and is wearing jeans and a green polo shirt and a si- that had a symbol in the corner like a polo shirt would. So I thought he was from an organization. He handed me a card, but when I looked at him, there was the black eyes as they were all black completely, and I was taken back so much, I took, like, two steps back 
And mind you, there was no one around whatsoever, but then they said around at all. So, um, whatsoever, as soon as I got startled and realized he had black eyes, an elderly black woman appeared on the opposite side of the street, staring at me. I think they were both staring at her. And they both had the same shirt, and they also both had pure black eyes. So this is an older person that has a black has black eyes, too, not just a kid. Um, not that it matters, but I just never hear stories of black-eyed people being black so I mentioned it for that reason I guess it's true Mm because they always have really pale skin right a lot of the time for some reason I felt like my experience was very unique but back to the story when I noticed her staring at me this kid still tried to hand me the card but he never said anything and I don't know why but I took it and then my mom out of nowhere like a millisecond after I grabbed the card comes speeding down the street because she knew I was at my friend's house and yells at me to get in the car so I do because I'm scared and she asked me if I'm okay once I'm in the car she told me she had an extreme sense of of peril you're scared it's basically just like fear or like that you're going to die momentarily okay and Doom come over her out of nowhere at home, and she said that she dropped everything, got in the car, and sped to where I was. My mother is spiritual gifted since she was a child, and she said paranormal things happen. Also, low-key psychic. She has a huge reason as to why I am the way I am, and I love that woman. She took me back home, and I told her what happened, and she said to burn the card away from the house and that the boy gave me, so she burned it, and it was just really wild, sort of life trip that happens sometimes what do you guys do what do you guys this was all about Um, what do you guys this was all about what do you guys Um, think this was all about i'm just gonna throw words in there and pretend (laughs) like she put them i'm so sorry what do you guys think this was all about I'm lucky to have my mom, because if not, who the fuck knows what would have happened. Keep in mind, Florida is a hotspot for human trafficking, but that doesn't explain the pure black eyes, and the woman had the woman appearing out of nowhere, almost like thin air, and my mom feeling like I was in such danger, and she had to get me and bring the card. I could read another one, but I feel like I'm really bad at reading right now. You know, I will read. We, it's we, we funny. have plenty of content right yeah, now. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm sure a lot of that's being cut it, cut out because we interrupted Kylo a lot. Yeah, but it'd be <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, you did, you fucking it dicks. Just, it'd be like that. I wish I was a better reader and it really makes me mad that I'm not. No, yeah. I can read no, but like I can read in my head fine, but it's when I come to like actually speak it out loud into the yeah. So practice reading it out loud. Just sit in my room and read out loud. You don't read to yourself out loud. Do you ever talk to yourself? Yes. So it's not that much different. I guess. A lot of people actually read to themselves. Yeah. Out loud. Is that why I, yeah. maybe I can't read? Is because I've always just read in my head? No, I don't think, like, a lot, well, a lot yeah, of people do. It's not like, uncommon. No. There's, there's a lot of people who don't have, like, an internal monologue, so it's, like, hard for them to just read in their head well, because I have like, that. they can't hear it in their head. I have an internal monologue, but it's, like, I don't know. I used to have to take, like, um, reading classes because I was really stupid. Okay, I'm going to do a speed reading. I hope everyone is excited. So, I did my story on <laughs> the Valley of Headless Men. Um, it is Ooh. a place in Canada called the Nahani Valley. That have ha- that has had just mysterious decapitations and just some weird shit that's happened in it. Um, just people getting their heads just cleared the fuck off. I enjoy that exactly. Yeah, but um. Anyway, so the many have said that the Nahani Valley is one of the last truly unexplored places in the world. Um, just because a lot of the area in the world we've explored or we have imaging or people have ventured into. But it's um, 
an area that has well over 500 kilometers, which is 311 miles. Thank you for doing the math. I, I did not do the math. It was written here very the easily conversion. for me. I, I'm not <laughs> going to pretend like you did it. Just pretend. Very, very <laughs> yeah, easy. I'm just accessible. that. I spent a week in Canada and it's just instant. You're like, I know uh, this. But anyway, it's about um, 300 miles from the nearest city. And it's just kind of like a little nook of nature that has stayed um, pretty, like, untouched by humans. So, getting to the Nahani Valley, due to the remoteness, the Nahani Valley has re- remained largely untouched over the centuries. It's home to many different animal species, um, a lot of which are predators. There's um, large grizzly bears and timber wolves that are like, the main carnivores. And people are seldom in the area at all. Historically, the lands around the Nahani Valley were home to the peoples of the Denny indigenous tribes. I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly. Who have been there for many centuries. However, it seems that they never lived exactly along the Nahani River and its tributaries. um, From which the Nahani Valley gets its name. Um, But they were just kind of like in the area. And so the Denny, um, sorry, their oral histories passed down through generations speak of another tribe living there called the Naha. It says the Denny tell that the Naha were a warlike tribe um, living high in the mountains and descending just down to raid and kill other villages or other tribes. Um, they became the main foe of the Denny people and, um, were greatly feared by them. The the Naha were just very aggressive, and so the other tribes that were there, very sketched out. Um, the Nahani itself is for it. The name of that comes from the Denny tribe, which just means the river of the land of the Naha people, which is basically just like that's their river. We don't go up to it because they like to murder people there. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, and so it's these oral histories and the name itself are important as they provide proof that at least a different tribe lived there at one point in time. You said eight? A single, single. Oh, um, eight. That wasn't the Denny tribe because the Denny tribe is well documented and for sure. But at some point, the Naha people just simply vanished <gasps> all at one time, <sighs> never ceasing. Vanish. Or the raids and disappearing altogether. Oh, um, it's there's so a lot weird of when whole groups of people just disappear. That's so weird to me. Honestly, and it's just like back then, like yeah, they could have just left, but why? And like, where did they go to? Where they were never found again? Yeah, do you think it's weird that it was more common for people to vanish back then than it was now? I think so, because a lot of, like, explainable vanish... Because, I mean, like, back in the day, you could pack up and just drive, like, 200 miles, whatever the equivalent of driving was, 200 miles, and then just pretend like you're a completely different person. And there was little to track They weren't necessarily vanishing, they were just... That's what I did. That's what I did. so lucky as... I just yeah. gave everyone a fake name. Yeah, we still have to deal with you, unfortunately. Yeah, that's rough. Usually, usually they go away fully. Yeah, sorry. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Eventually. people. Um, <laughs> You're gonna feel so bad when I get kidnapped. It'll or be kind of, funny. and you're like, "Huh, she it'll is gone for good." Funny. And then I'll forget about it entirely. <laughs> That's my coping strategy. I'll cry because uh, I cry a lot. Kirsten, you would cry <laughs> if she just like stubbed her toe. No, I'm not th- that sensitive. Oh. Um, <laughs> He's like, okay. So, so anyway. <laughs> um, so far, they've only been found in stories, the Nahani tribe. Um, or the Naha tribe, sorry. And... So, like, there's theories that they migrated or succumbed to disease and died out, or 
Um, some people speculate that they stayed in the Nahani River Valley and they're still there to this day, hiding in plain sight. So this mystery would have likely Probably. died out quickly, just being dubbed like another legendary story of an indigenous tribe. But several eerie deaths and disappearances within the Nahani Valley achieved the opposite result. The mysteries surrounding this place were only fueled further. And the Nahani became the focus of many mystery hunters. Most of the focus of this was on a place in the valley called the 200 Mile Gorge. The Denny natives speak of an unknown evil dwelling there, and they very rarely ever go up to it. Especially because of the events that had transpired here. For it's that 200-mile gorge that gained the uh, epithet of the Valley of the Headless Men. The origins... Honestly. Says the origins of the eerie nickname can be traced back to the early 20th century at the time of um, the Klondike Gold Rush. Oh my gosh, like a Klondike bar? Exactly. Anyway, many prospectors, people that just wanted to like go find gold in the rivers and mines, went out to the Canadian wilderness, especially the Yukon region. Um, it was known for containing gold in its rivers and soils, and treasure could be quickly made by those lucky enough to strike gold. Two of these prospectors decided to forego the traditional routes and locations leading to the Yukon, and instead decided to try their luck in the Nahani Valley. They were two brothers of Metis ancestry. I am unsure on what that is. Um, but their names were Willie and Frank McLeod. In 1906, they canoed up a river to reach the Nahani Valley, and that was the last time that anyone ever saw them. What? Two years later, in 1908... A search party discovered their skeletons at the remain of a camp, and both of them were headless. <gasps> they were seemingly what the fuck? Yeah, they were asleep when they were attacked, and the <gasps> oh, body no. of one of the brothers was like reaching out towards a gun, to like to defend themselves, or at least like that's how they died in a position where their hand was going <laughs> towards the gun that was still left there. Yeah. Um, Kyla's frozen on my screen and it's really funny. Kyla's hysterical. <laughs> and there was a third person <laughs> that, who came with them um, who was surnamed Weir. I don't know if they have a first name for him. And that person was completely missing. So in 1908, they found those two dead bodies and they couldn't find the oh, person yeah. or they couldn't find the third person that went with them. And their dead bodies were decapitated. Uh, fuck. Yep, both of their we're... heads were missing. Okay. Just completely gone. So, they, wait, they didn't even find their heads? No. Ooh, that's a problem. Exactly. And so, like, who... Maybe maybe they were shrinking all the heads of all the people they decapitated. That is possible. Shrinking the heads? Honestly. Yeah. Um, so from that point forward, there were kind of like rumors that came out and crazy theories, because that's just been a human thing for forever, apparently, just creating crazy theories about what's been going on. Yeah. Um, some thought that it might have been like the prospectors were fighting and they killed each other. Others said like, oh, it's probably just wild animals. And then there were more that were saying, oh, like there was the natives that are there that leave the headless corpses as a warning to, like, just don't come into our territory. Um, Theories about that floated around until another corpse was discovered almost 15 years later in 1917. It was that of a Swiss prospector named Martin Jorgensen. His body was also discovered decapitated next to the remains of his cabin, it was burned to the ground, and it is supposed that he struck gold close as he wrote um, of it back home before he ended up beheaded. Damn, that sucks. Honestly, and it is crazy to me that, like, back in the day, people would just go out into the woods and just, like, build a cabin wherever they just felt like setting up. 
And like find gold. Ugh, that'd be Honestly, nice. Honestly, just gold in the rivers. But also, like, do you think that's part of the reason that they're dying is because they're finding gold? What do you mean? Like, are they finding gold and people are decapitating them and stealing the gold? It could be, and that's, like, whether or not it was fighting prospectors. But for, like, a single person to stay there for, like, 15 years is kind of crazy. And, like, what are they going to do with the gold if they're not, like, leaving with it, I guess? Maybe it's there's just the, their precious metal and they're doing rituals. Maybe they just don't like people. Fucking and that's why, there. like, it could be that they're like, just leave our indigenous tribe. That's like yeah. the gold is part of the land. Why are you taking it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that too. Yeah. Yep. Um. But anyway, uh, an article from. February 15th, 1947, so like 30 years after it happened, um, was titled Headless Valley Myths Dispelled, and it went into depth while trying to bash all the mystery and find logic for the murders. Um, But most of the articles was just like unsubstantiated and guessing. And it was just saying that, uh, in that article, it was just saying that Jorgensen and the McLeod brothers were all murdered for the gold that they had. But it was really just, like, there was no evidence. They're just like, well, obviously, just somebody wants to go decapitate people for the gold. And that was about it. (laughs) Decapitation seems like such a personal thing, though. Like, you're not just, like, decapitating someone because you're robbing them. Like, that seems more, like, a personal thing. Exactly. Yeah. In 1931, another body was found. This time it was that of Phil Powers. His charred remains were discovered in the ashes of what was his cabin. Um, The Royal Canadian Mounted Police were quick to attribute his death to a faulty stovepipe, but their explanation was repeatedly debunked by various sources. Did he have his head? Uh, I'm unsure. Um... For what it was worth, he was likely murdered and his cabin was set on fire. Um, and many others just kind of disappeared without a trace in the remote wilderness in, like, the area of 19... or in that, like, span of time. I just don't understand why people would fucking move there when they realized it's that because there was a shit ton of gold there. It's like, not worth it to me. God, it's just it's dumb. Just, like, like, hi, Kirsten... You can make millions of dollars cutting off your toes. I would say no thank you. And that's why you're not rich. You just don't have the gumption. I don't know why this fuck came to my mind. You know, some girls sell feet pics for money. You just sell your toes. I hate um, you. In 1928, <laughs> one prospector named Angus Hall ventured um, ahead of his party and was never seen again. Another pair of prospectors, Joe Mullahan and Billy Eifert, Eifier, disappeared in 1936. Um, for years, people looked for them, but they were never found. The only thing that was found was their cabin, which was also burned to the ground. Um... A woman named Annie Laferte also went missing in the Nahani. In 1926, um, with her hunting party, she was in a valley near Flat River, but had gotten lost in the wilderness and disappeared. A few months later, an Indian by the name of Big Charlie claimed to have seen the woman climbing a hill while totally naked, seemingly having lost her mind. Months after she had been lost in the wilderness. She's Um, a vampire. What? And we're not, like, for sure that it was her, but in the span of time, like, in the similar-ish area, this dude just saw some random girl climbing up a hill completely naked. That looked like her. That looked like her. Um, Right. And it said she became just another one of the many victims of the wild Nahani Valley. Um, so inhospitable was the Nahani Valley that even in the 1920s, it was still almost completely unexplored. 
um, maps of the region back then showed nothing except for two lines, which were just the two main rivers. And it was took decades even just for an accurate map to be made. Um, because people kept dying while trying to map it? Yeah, ba- well, basically everyone that went out there just died. Like, no one was there to actually, like, map it. Because most people made their own maps, I think, that, like, went out into new unexplored areas, like, people just made their own maps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, over the course of many years, sources tried to discredit the mysteries. Um, however, there's been no evidence for any of the theories to discredit it, just like there isn't really any evidence related to it. Mostly because, like, this event, they started in the beginning of the 1900s and went for, like, 40, 50 years, but still, like, not a whole lot of technology that was able to investigate things well. Yeah, but still, that's a long time for people right. to go missing and to have no, like, even idea of to what is happening. Exactly. But I guess well, I mean, Because I'm sure that, like, if people tried to go and investigate it, they just fucking died. Yeah. Has there been any recent deaths? Um, I don't know about recent deaths. Um, it says, in the end, no one can actually say what was happening in the Nani Valley, but up to 44 people have either died or disappeared from it from 19, um, since 1908. So, like, a oh, little less nice. than a person a Let's year. Let's go. Yeah, and, like, that's just a crazy high amount for just, like, the small little valley area. Yeah, no, for real. Um, and it says, plenty Let's of odd facts contribute to the prevalent sense of the enigma here. The indigenous uh, Denny locals ha- the avoiding the valley, claiming that it's evil for, like, centuries is a big thing. Like, they say, don't go there, it's not a good place, and then every a lot of people that go there just die. Um, and then, of course, there's other people that are crazy that, sorry, not crazy, uh, other people that think it's the entrance to the Hollow Earth. Well, I, crazy was right. (laughs) And, uh, because there's, like, 250-ish, like, caverns and caves that go, like, underground, and a lot of them are unexplored still. Um... It says, however, yeah. we're quite sure that the Earth's belly is rather hot more than hollow. The Earth's belly. <laughs> no fucking shit. But, um, yeah, so that is the Valley of the Headless Men. That is just kind of, like, a whole bunch of people disappeared for no reason. I enjoy that. And a couple people were headless. And a couple people were headless. A decent amount of them were headless. And then the amount yeah. of cabins that just were burned down to the ground is also weird. Like, I wonder if it's like because <clears throat> I don't know if this is like real or not, but I feel like in a lot of scary movies when people are kind of crazy, they pass it on to their kids. So that, like if you're like traveling, I don't know because in like the movies this is movie, not real life. But they're like over years, they keep killing people that are coming into their area, and then their children are killing people. And oh, yeah. Like, Why are you killing me? And they're like, it's because it's what we do. It's because it's tradition. Have yeah. You yeah. Like, <laughs> the, um, there was an experiment, and I'm almost positive it's real, but I don't remember what the name of it is, so... Um, but either way, they put a bunch of monkeys in a cage... And every time one of the monkeys... There was, like, a pile of food in the middle or, like, some food in the middle. And every time a monkey would grab the food in the middle, they would, um, like, spray down the other monkeys with, like, cold water. And eventually, they would... Like, the monkeys would start beating up anyone that tried to go in the middle to, like, get the food because they didn't want to be sprayed with the water. And they slowly replaced every single monkey in the cage. And, like, the new monkey would go, like, towards the center and get beat up before they could get there. 
and just <laughs> realize that that's... get sprayed exactly and like eventually kind of but eventually all of the monkeys that were in the cage were new monkeys that had never been sprayed before but they still beat the shit out of any monkey that went towards the banana in the center just because it's what they had always done no way well, yeah because it's yeah exactly it's what they know what? <laughs> oh, yeah. it was. Fi- it's called the Five Monkeys Experiment, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was just five monkeys were in the cage, and there was a ladder in the middle that had bananas at the top. And every time they tried to climb the ladder, they would be sprayed. But yeah. Oh, I was thinking. Um, also, there's like an experiment where they drop a bunch of children off. And a deserted island, a deserted island, a deserted, <laughs> a deserted island, and the children end up killing each other because they don't know what else to do. Yeah, you get bored, you kill each other. But it was a real thing. In the early 1950s, the, a psychologist brought a, a group of boys in the U.S. summer camp and tried to, like, make them survive, and they ended up fighting each other and killing each other. Ten out of ten. It was like a real-life Lord of the Flies experiment. All right, so um, our Instagram is the Weird and Suspicious. Our Gmail is theweirdandsuspicious at gmail.com. Send us some emails. Nobody has because you want to hurt our feelings. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow our Facebook, it's the Weird and Suspicious. Our Twitter is the Weird and Sus. My Instagram is KirstenRose19. Uh, my name is Joshua Jimenez. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. And Kyla probably does no longer have a foot thing. Kyla no longer has a foot. I don't. <laughs> I don't have feet anymore. Cut them off. All right. Um, I don't have feet. That's weird. That's suspicious. That's suspicious. <laughs> Joshua, I swear to fucking God. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Goodbye forever. Good night.